Okay, I'll mute my computer. I muted mine already. My name's Shannon. I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> You're so pretty. Shut up. I'm cutting <laughs> that out. Okay, so for our listeners, I took the phone case off of my phone, so hopefully this audio is better. And if it's not, um, maybe we'll just quit. So also for the listeners, I've had a cough for like the past week. So if my voice sounds <clears throat> fun, <laughs> it's jacked. So be ready for that. But every time you cough, you're gonna take a drink of water, right, Chan? Uh huh. Woohoo! Hi, welcome to Inquiries. I hated that. <laughs> yeah, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I just feel like it was very forced. Oh my god, we can't just like start talking and not introduce ourselves. Have you ever listened to a podcast? They always do that. There's like that bit at the uh, funny banter, cute. I guess they do say welcome, but I hate that. I hate it. I don't want to do that. Okay. You clicked on the podcast, you see the little thumbnail picture, and that's all you need. If you need more, you're asking for too much. <laughs> okay. That's how I feel about that. Speaking of um, our little thumbnail, uh, does anyone have any feedback of that little thumbnail? Do you <laughs> like it? Do Besides not? my awful art, it literally, y'all, I did not think Natalie was going to go and just use what I did because I was just I thought I was just giving her like an idea of what to do and she could actually make it look like nice and she's like no I like it and I'm like your hand your one hand <laughs> looks like it is shriveled up and died <laughs> like I just it was so bad but okay I mean, I'm glad you guys like it so <laughs> I feel like it captures our essence <laughs> shit artist <laughs> Not shit artists, but just, like, embracing imperfections. Okay, yeah, I guess we can brand it as that. That's what I thought, like, that's why I liked it, because it's, like, cute, and it's, like, your little doodles that you always do, and you never believe me when I say that I like your little doodles, so now it's the whole image for our podcast. It's the only thing, it's the only way people will ever see us. I guess so. Is your cute little doodles. Oh, God. So I apologize in advance for that. <laughs> but Also, as an artist, I just feel like I have a great expertise about what's good. This is why I like modern art. It's because I just like shitty things. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't wait to be a modern artist in a museum with my um, non-symmetrical hands. <laughs> no! Okay, so... Um, last time we recorded this, you were in Michigan and I was in Kentucky. And since then, we have both been in Kentucky. But as of recording this podcast, you are in Michigan and I am in Kentucky. Yeah, we, for some reason, did not prioritize recording this episode together. But, um... We were busy, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is now (laughs) PG-13. Anyway, okay, so, yeah, I was in Kentucky for a weekend, 
and we just hung out and caught up and stuff and Natalie had work and everything and I did my homework because I'm taking summer classes um and I hate summer classes (laughs) for everybody listening um but also long distance is so hard it's so hard long distance is so hard and when I first told my mom that Shin and I were dating she was like why did you choose to do a long distance relationship and I'm like well it's not my fault the person that I want to be with is in Michigan and I'm not and my parents were long distance at the beginning of their relationship and so my mom like knows how hard it was and this was like obviously before FaceTime so they would like write paper letters and my mom would take photographs uh with with a disposable camera and then get them developed and mail them to my dad that's so cute they were long distance and so but like that sucks like the only way you talk to the person you want to be with is like on the phone which like we kind of do we FaceTime every night yeah and like with paper letters but you can't like send photos you can't see them it's just like it's easier now but that doesn't make it any easier like emotionally yeah do you want to talk about what we were talking about last night yeah so (laughs) something that I realized is I always like full crocodile tear cry every time Shannon leaves But when she's not here and we're just apart normally, I miss her, obviously, with my whole heart. But I'm not, like, in tears, heartbroken about it. But Shannon (laughs) is, like, just normal sad. Not normal sad, but, like, sad when she... But it's, like, full crocodile tears, heartbroken when I'm, like, not there. Yeah. So I'm upset when Shannon leaves and Shannon's upset when we're apart yeah and And i just think it's interesting yeah i don't really know what it all means but i mean i know what it means but it's fine (laughs) what does it mean well i know for me like i have a lot of abandonment issues and a lot of that like goes into like me having borderline but a lot of it is just like my experiences with romantic interests in the past but that's why i get upset when you leave because it reminds me of like people leaving for real yeah I mean for me I don't know I just feel like it like with long distance like the thing that sucks the most is when you do miss that person it's not like you can get in a car and just go see them for five minutes and then go back to like your life like right like you have to put everything on pause and it just sucks when you can't when you have other things going on in your life and it makes me feel like I think it's more frustration than anything um that I miss you and can't see you but um yeah it's just like really hard because like with regular relationships I think we talked about this before but um you can see people like your you can see your person like every day and it's not for like this constant thing but like in long distance it's like you have this span of like constantly being with each other and then all of a sudden it's like cut off completely yeah 
until the next time you see each other. Yeah. And it's just really weird to go from, like, that full, like, 24-hour connection to nothing. Yeah. I agree. And, like, just, like, really weird and, like, a part of the relationship when we first started dating that I didn't really think about. Because, like, both you and I have not really done long-distance relationships. Yeah. Well, I've done long-distance friendships but right. very different because like I obviously moved from Minnesota to Kentucky to come to school so I left my parents and my brother behind so that relationship was hard to do long distance yeah um, my best friend Megan goes to school in Wisconsin so that's hard to do long distance my other best friend Kayla now lives in Indiana so that's hard to do long distance so it's like all of the people that matter most to me in my life no longer live in Bowling Green So I'm used to communicating a lot through my phone. Like when I need my mom, I call her versus like, I don't know, being able to go over and do whatever. Or if I like have a spider in my room, I can't call my dad to come kill it. (laughs) You guys, I live literally a minute away from my parents house like my apartment is down the street from my parents house and I like it because it gives me that freedom of like being on my own and like being responsible for my own stuff but I also like it because you know if I do need my parents they're like so close that I could just call them and the what Natalie is referencing is I have a um very irrational fear of spiders all bugs but specifically spiders and in my apartment like we have spiders like pretty much all the time and sometimes they're little sometimes they're like daddy long legs but sometimes they are some monsters sent straight from hell and whenever I don't want to wake my roommate up or um I'm in like a full panic attack. I call my dad and he comes over and kills them. And it's honestly like the sweetest thing anyone's <laughs> ever done for me. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like a couple months ago now, I was driving home from the airport after going home and my tire popped. And I was like 15 minutes from Bowling Green. And like normally in any other situation, I would call my dad and he would come put the spare on for me. But it was, like, 1 a.m. Kayla was still in Bowling Green at this time. And I called her. She came and sat with me, but we couldn't change the tire because it was, like, 1 a.m., super dark. There were a bunch of semis on the freeway. And I was, like, in my car, frantically calling, like, tow truck places. And I ended up calling this, like, random tow truck place that, like, semi trucks. But because it was 1 a.m. and the service tow truck guy was bored, he just, like, came and put my spare on for me for 20 bucks. And so it's just, like, a very different way of living life is, like, I can't call the people I've always called. And I think, like, that's why it's really hard for me when you leave versus when you're gone is because I'm just used to having to figure it out by myself or, like, figuring out figuring it out via FaceTime or virtually or texting you about a problem. So like when I'm struggling, it feels more natural to me to be able to just call you or text you about it versus expecting you to be here because 
for the past three years, like, I've had to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why it's, like, different for me. Like, I think it is more of, like, that frustration that in my past relationships or with the people currently in my life, if I miss somebody, I can text them and, like, hang out with them, like, immediately. Um, And the fact that I can't do that is, like, super upsetting. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it's hard, and it's something neither of us had experience with and I feel like neither of us were prepared for and so it's a lot of figuring it out as we go along yeah I mean we can talk about like being jealous if you want so wait oh my god (laughs) Natalie and I are both like pretty jealous people I would say and I think we did an okay job of like hiding it or talking about it or whatever like obviously being long distance we can't hang out so when we hang out with other people um both of us depending on the situation get not necessarily like upset with the other person but like we are jealous that we can't be spending that time with that person and doing that thing yeah and I I always tell Shan and Kevin, like, <laughs> whenever Shannon does anything and I'm not there, I'm upset about it. Like, oh, Shannon's working on her project for her class. I wish I could work on my project for my class with Shannon. <laughs> and like, oh, Shannon's going to the grocery store at 5 p.m. and going to get massacred by all of these moms who work nine to five jobs. I wish I could go to Meyer and get <laughs> massacred by all of these moms. Like, it's not even like missing out on doing fun things, which obviously I feel like is normal. But it's, like, missing out on doing, like, the small little things. Like, whenever I go to Detroit to visit Shannon, or at least the past times I have, she's had summer classes. And we always, not always, but a lot of the times we'll drive with Kevin to Detroit to go to class. And, like, those car rides are so much fun for me because I guess just, like, I get to talk to Kevin and Shannon and be in a car and like listen to music and just like have a good old time. And it's those moments that I really envy because I can't do that, you know, three times a week when Shannon gets to go to class three times a week. It's like I just like sit in Bowling Green by myself and Shannon gets to like be with people that I would love to like be with her and those people. So I like get jealous a lot more over like small minuscule daily things versus like big things but I also get jealous about big things too yeah I'm just like a very clingy jealous person <laughs> hi yeah. is Natalie and I'm clingy and jealous yeah I mean it's like hard um I I mean the same thing like goes for me like when you go out to lunch with people or when you're <clears throat> like heading to work or going to work on your classes at the library it's like you know I very much wish that I could be there to just like do those stupid like everyday life things with you um and to like see those people and like just be around you because like I said this to you before like I feel like nobody values your time as much as I do and it just makes me upset that like they don't see like what a good deal they're getting you know (laughs) like 
I'm just like, you don't understand what this time means. Like that yeah. kind of thing. Um, that's why you're my best friend is because you value that. And yeah. I value you. I value um, that so much because I don't know when I'm going to get that time again. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's like a big part or a big aspect that we've like kind of talked about before. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, with long distance, like you got to talk about everything and like, you can't just have fights when you're away and you can't just have fights when you're together. Right. You have to do like everything. I mean, if like you're upset, you need to say you're upset in that moment Mm -hmm. and like figure it out regardless of where you're at. Because, if you don't, it's like if you go from fighting when you're away to just absolute bliss when you're together, you you don't get like that real life connection and like yeah. what it would be like if you actually were in a non long distance relationship. And so it's like it's super important to have those conversations like all of the time and to let each other know when you're being or when you are upset and and that's why Shannon and I fight every day all the time (laughs) no not every day (laughs) but we do have like very serious conversations pretty frequently just to like check in and make sure we're doing okay and like Um, I don't know I always think of that John Mulaney bit where he's talking about his like experience with past relationships and the girl's, like, looking out the window, and he's like, oh, what's wrong? And she's like, ugh, you wouldn't even understand. And now his wife, she opens the door, and she's like, my stomach hurts. <laughs> and then we can go from there. Yeah. And that's, like, very much me and Shannon. We're very much both people who, like, walk in, and we're like, my stomach hurts. Like, even yeah. last night, Shannon was like, oh, my tummy hurts. And I'm like, okay, well, that's why you're, like, being... Like, slower to respond to text messages and, like, very tired and now I understand and I don't, like, secretly think that Shannon's mad about me over nothing. I, like, know that her stomach hurts. And I feel like part of that is the clinginess that we both share of, like, wanting to talk to the other person all the time about everything. But I also feel that there's, like, a degree of healthiness there in that we don't talk about, like, being just being upset with each other we talk about like being upset like over classes or like getting a not good grade or if something happens at work or if we're mad at one of our other friends like we talk about being upset all the time because we're upset all the time I'm upset (laughs) all the time and I don't know I just feel like being bitches has really serviced us in this relationship (laughs) 100% and in life because in like past relationships it's like you know you can kind of let it go for like a couple hours and then the next time you see them it's like we'll have a conversation about it but with this it's like you can't wait a month to tell them why you were upset because at that point it makes the information just not even like apply applicable anymore yeah so it's like you need to keep the all all the conversations going at once. Right. Yeah. Do you want to do our our media review? Yeah. 
I got a very strong request not to pick a 303 song this week. So I promise I will not pick a 303 song. But when Shannon was in Bowling Green, we saw Incredibles 2, which we have been waiting for with bated breath, especially Shan. So we're going (laughs) to, I guess, review the movie. Also, spoiler alert, we're probably going to say shit that happened in the movie. And if you haven't seen it yet. Just drop the $10, go to your local Regal Cinema, and watch that shit. So, are we going to talk about it? Why? The elephant in the room. What elephant? Mom's new job. It's time to make some wrong things right. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need to change people's perceptions about superheroes. And Elastigirl is our best play. Better than me? Yeah, it is really good. Obviously, we talked about this on the way home from the movie. So Disney and Pixar, they definitely have some of the better sequels um, than most other movie franchises. And... I personally am a huge fan of the Toy Story sequels. I love Toy Story 3 with my whole heart and being. Uh, we, okay, side note while we're just doing this. Shannon yeah. and I went to the mall and there was a Disney store. And obviously we went into the Disney store and I'm blanking on his name. But that little bear from Toy Story 3 who's like the villain and he smells like strawberries. They had a plush bear that looked just like him. And he smelt like strawberries. And he was only like $25. Yeah, and I had to take it out of Natalie's hand. She had to. both broke and cannot afford to buy plush animals at this moment. She had to pull it from my arms. But I've been like thinking about him every single day. It was so cute. And like in the Disney store, the plush animals don't have like packaging. They're just like open with like little ear tags. And he just... He was, like, battered, like, in the movie, and the girl, his, like, first owner, like, left him and never came back for him, and he just smelled like strawberries. It was just so beautiful, and Shannon didn't let me spend the last $25 I had in my account that I needed for gas on this plush bear, and I just feel like this is really taking a toll on my life. Well, I love pros, but anyway, (laughs) um, gross uh so yes pixar and disney have fantastic sequels and um i really enjoy toy story and personally i don't think any sequel will ever beat toy story because they just did such a good job with like the development in that movie and the storylines and so in my head i guess i was holding incredibles to that standard that i had and don't get me wrong it was amazing and it was everything that like I wanted out of that movie but um the first one is for me cannot be beat by that I mean like the costumes and the music and the story cinematography yeah the detail yeah the detail in that movie in the animation was absolutely insane like there's this scene where Elastigirl is, like, chilling at this party, and she has, like, a drink in her hand. And and it was – you could, like, see the water ripples in the cup, and I'm just, like, it's crazy. 
It is so crazy. And I get why it took him 12 years to do it. And 14 years. 14. My bad. My bad. No Tino Shade to The Incredibles. Also, one thing that also showed a lot of time and thought was the villain. So the villain is the screen slayer. And basically, they hypnotize people with screens in front of their faces. They, like, put these screen goggles on the superheroes' faces. And it, like, ripples and it hypnotizes them. And I think that's really cool in that they want to beat the screen slayer. And they want people to be able to use technology, like, at their own will. But it's also cool that, like, the villains are just mindlessly controlled by screens in front of their faces. Which I think is a really cool narrative. And kind of ties into, like, the legalization, if you will, of superheroes. And superheroes are illegal. And a lot of what they're trying to do as superheroes is legalize it. So, like, get legislation and, like, actually lobby and talk to lobbyists about changing legislation that they think is important to them and both of those issues are very current but I feel like they weren't shoved down my throat I I think it was a very kid-friendly and family-friendly and just kind of like um general general way of explaining like that whole process and seeing people like in a very um fictionized setting like fight for something that they want and that like it is like possible to do so um and the they the movie did a great job of doing that in a way that anybody could insert themselves into whatever it is um yeah they would want to have legalized or that they would want to fight for do you want to say the thing about the pixar moment yeah okay so I personally love those Pixar and those Disney moments that just, like, hurt. Like, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it hurt. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> those moments where you just want to, like, you just feel so much for that character. And you just see, like, their struggle. Like, I mean, with Moana, for example, like, when her grandmother comes back. And as like um, her spirit and like is giving her that advice on the boat, it just like makes you cry. Like that is like those moments that I love in Disney movies because I just think that it connects you so much more to the characters. And The Incredibles um, didn't really have that moment. And I kind of always look for it in a movie. But after like, looking back at the first step or the first uh, movie, I, I realized the first one didn't really have that moment either. Yeah. So I'm a little less upset that they didn't really put that in there because I think it would kind of be off brand for the Incredibles, but I, it is something that I always look forward to in uh, Disney movies and Pixar movies. Um, so I just think that, I mean, I mean, it was a good choice for The Incredibles, but I just kind of wanted to cry at something, I guess. Well, if you were me, you were sobbing at the Pixar short before The Incredibles, <laughs> and you just, like, didn't have any tears left to give for the actual movie. Bow was, it absolutely changed my whole life. Like, it made me want to call my mom. 
It also made me want to go to dim sum and get some good food. It was so incredibly beautiful. And I feel like we don't see that side of Asian culture. And I think it's so funny that, like, he brought home a white woman yeah. at the end. And, and, like, I just thought it was it was so true to my experience of specifically, like, Chinese culture and Asian culture in like my family but also just like I feel like it's applicable to every family heartbreaking for the mom but then the dad comes and pushes the son into the mom's room and they make up and they make food together and the white woman is so good at making bao and it's so funny which is like (laughs) and like it's just such the dad thing to do like yeah and he at least in my experience the dad is yeah. the one to be like all right you guys need to figure this out and just shoves you in the room <laughs> and then everything is everything's perfect again so yeah and like I'm super close with my mom and I left for college and that was really hard for our relationship for me to like up and leave and move 14 hours away across the country to Kentucky to a school my mom and I saw once with people I didn't know anyone on the forensics team when I joined like it was a completely hard and scary experience for me and my mom and like learning how to navigate our long distance relationship as well as like growing up was really challenging I guess and just like overall hard and that Pixar short just like because it was with Asian main characters and because it was about food and that Pixar short showed like detailed animations of like she had like kimchi and she had bao and she had dumplings and she had egg rolls and sticky rice and like all the classic delicious Asian food was featured and they had to hand draw every single one of those dumplings and the steam coming off of the food. It was just perfect. So Bao gets like 15 out of 10. <laughs> um, they get my one. Incredibles got my solid two. <laughs> Maybe three if like Andrea was in the round. <laughs> hey, Andrea, I love you so much. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, um, yeah, it was a really good short. And I love those Pixar shorts. They do such a good job of them and like telling see like those Pixar moments like I just I always appreciate that the shorts like have that moment in such a limited amount of time and like it's just very impressive to see the animators and the storyboard writers like get that all together so quickly and like have those moments that the audience is looking for the short and the movie were both great you should definitely go see it um pixar please pay us for this promo yes thank you (laughs) i am broke (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was it was wonderful and that's been our media review so and our episode yeah if if you have any requests for what you want us to talk about any inquiries um about what you want to know about us feel free to like hit us up on social media or to send in a an audio recording on anchor and we can actually insert your 
uh, message into the podcast and you'll be featured here on the show. And then if you have any uh, suggestions for what you want to hear us talk about in terms of the media review, any songs you want to hear us talk about or movies, um, TV shows, anything like that, um, feel free to let us know and we'll do our best to cover all of that also i want to say thanks to everyone for like supporting our first episode that was really cool to like see everyone who um listened to it and uh we're really excited about this so we're happy that you guys are excited too but um yeah please send your inquiries our way and um we'll see you next week